Hello and welcome to the Artist Contemporary Podcast, the podcast that champions contemporary artists, curators and galleries. Listen each week to hear me, Anna Woodward, speak to a different person about their experiences, their practice and what they're currently up to within the contemporary arts. Hello and welcome to the Ask Contemporary podcast. Today I'm joined by London-based painter Shaquille White. Shaquille, please could you introduce yourself? Um, hello, um, I mean my name is Shaquille. Um, I'm originally from Wolverhampton, the Birmingham area. Um, I'm in my fourth year at the Slade School of Fine Art and I suppose I'm a figurative painter. That's me. So yeah. That's you. I mean I'm feel so fortunate that um about a month ago I came and visited your studio mm. um for people who don't know your work could you give a brief description because I think it is figurative painting but it is also there's areas of abstraction there's areas of kind of color mm. theory abstract impressionism in just like there's so much going on beyond just the figurative painting yeah so my work sort of deals with different possibilities I have a set of characters that I explore through a tableau of my own creation um, of a world that I've created where they um, look and each character is almost like a sect of myself which can go through many different scenarios and uh, their tropes and their, their vessels in which I can uh, explore different things that happen in my life and um, exacerbate them and bring them into smaller spaces and there's the in, the supernatural happens going through all of them just sort of like allowing for me to really mobilize the world in a way that I wanted to be formed uh, as a backdrop against of this there's like these um I love dystopian fiction and so like there's these uh, mass figures that exist a lot through all of the work which is um almost an allegory for the status quo of people just like going from one thing to another and these figures that are my mate which are my main characters are to varying degrees trying to be a part of this or running away from this and so um, I don't know I love soap operas so I imagine the paintings are soap operas and um, it's drama it's theatre but there's also an understanding of like art history and what's come prior to um, all of um, come prior to these paintings and that informs a lot of the work as far as like Rothko informs the work all the way to Caravaggio it's like it's very much about like what paint can do as well mm. as sort of like the idea of how you can really mobilize figures for me to do what I want to. So yeah, that's me. That's you. Have do you find have you always had this kind of core of art history and like the history of painting, or have you found that as you've kind of come to the end of your four year degree, that it's all kind of starting to come together now, and you're like, wait, this is why I did this in second year and X Y Z. I think that, like, when I got to Slade, I felt as if I was playing catch-up a little bit. Like, um, when I, before going to Slade, I thought, sort of focused a lot on, like, technical painting. Yeah. And painting in a way that, like, that's what was rewarded at school. You paint like this and you paint mm. like that. And I got to Slade and I realised I knew a lot about how to paint, but not necessarily how best to make a painting. And so I actually stopped painting for a while when I got to Slade. I was doing a lot of photography but then I was also doing a lot of research because like I've been fortunate to be surrounded by a lot of people that have a large understanding of like what art history is and what mm. it does and stuff like that and I wanted that too and through doing that deep dive and deep dive and deep dive you encounter 
down to Caravaggio, you can encounter Tintoretto, Monet, Manet, Rothko. You would actually understand why Bacon, and also like names of which that like you sort of go, oh, okay, for example, there's the Francis Bacon um, exhibition on. And like, mm. this is a name that like we all know, we all know why he's important, but like, um, like being a slave sort of, and like me being insecure about my own understanding made me actually sort of like sit down with a lot of these painters and sort of go, okay, why is this person important? Going to the shows, put, putting your foot to the road and sort of saying, okay, like what, like going to the National Gallery, but also going to see what's happening in, um, within the like contemporary world and sort of like, um, which has allowed me to become like allowed me to have a better understanding of like what's going on so um going to shows and seeing Michael Armitage going to see Lisa Bryce um even younger than that going to see like um Antonia Showering going mm. to a Corbin Shaw show I think it's sort of like you can draw so much influence from so many different places because there's so much crossover as to what you are because you're not one thing and so that's why like um i don't know that's and that's why my coming back to the question that you asked in yeah. the first way <laughs> is more of a case of like that's the reason why my work is sort of great because like i sort of like spent the time figuring out what it was that i wanted to paint i i've had access to some amazing tutors while being at the slade and um and it really allowed me to actually hone what it is what it was that i was doing and how to be better at that and it really progressed forward and progressed forward until I've got to a point in my practice where I'm comfortable that my work is a thing and yeah. I'm holding and, I, and I'm holding something that is unique to me. So mm. like I've, it's like I finally got my like handwriting that sort yeah. of like that, that that can develop in an infinitely different ways. But it's like have actually getting to a point where you've got that thing that is you is a whole marathon in of itself mm. um so that's nice that's such a good way of describing it like you have your handwriting as your practice like I was talking to a friend the other day mm. and like I'm at the moment doing my MFA and we were just chatting about work and their concern was that just like looking at other painters and influences and they were like but I don't want to copy their work and I was just like mm. my opinion was I was like it won't be a copy at all because you as a painter have your own unique painting language and only you can make a painting in that way like for example I could try and copy your like I try and copy one of your paintings but mm. it won't be the same and you could try copy one of mine and there'll be bits that you can imitate but it won't have that kind of fluidity and the freedom and just the immediacy that you as the artist have to your own practice exactly because there's a filter there's a filter communication like of me trying to like copy your but copy your way it just wouldn't work but at the same time there's something to be said about the of the educate the um education system our education system at um gcc at a level consists around can consists around like um like looking at artists and mm. physically sitting there and copying how they get Completely. to this point of work. So, like, one of my favorite artists from when I was like sixteen is um, what is still is Andrew Salgado, and um, um, like looking at his work and having been made to replicate that, and then being um, made to replicate like lots of artists' work, but in a way that like you then become you understand, you start to understand at some degree how they build layers, how they sort of like get from point A to point B. And then it's then choosing how you adopt that into your own work. So, for example, 
it's almost like so this like unconscious and conscious like um practice and it's sort of like there's elements of your painting that you just do and mm. it's just sort of like flows out of you and uh, for me one of the things that really helps is that like trying to make that um unconscious conscious and as that becomes conscious these are things you can then mobilize with the work so that these things don't happen by accident but are rather they're things that can be employed within composition within the way that you apply paint to just being critical over elements of, of the work and deciding for example say like you don't necessarily need to know what you want as an image at the end but like having an idea as to um, the type of painting you're trying to create um, in terms of like, the mood, in terms of like whether you've got like a pitch in your head. So like, at the moment I'm working on this painting and in my head it's like, it's almost like where sometimes I make pieces that are quite busy and there's lots going mm -hmm. on, there's multiple figures, they might be inside, they might be outside, but there's like a whole lot of different things going on. But in this painting, I want that same kind of cacophony of things but a distinct silence that exists and it's almost like a so you could like imagine like a movie and like a movie you never you can you notice when it's a quiet moment because the because like all the music that's been written drops out and you can just hear crunching through space you can hear footsteps you can hear cupboards being shut and that's the sort of silence that i want to create within the work but it's having that intention of silence of happiness of joy of trying to create perspective in so many different ways, um, uh, metaphorical and physical within the work, um, can really transform how you decision-make through painting and to get to this not necessarily visible idea, but you'll have you'll, you'll know it when you see it, and that's mm. what painting's all about for me, at least. So. Yeah, I think it's like <laughs> in painting, it's finding those moments and there's so much you can do with paint but there's also so mm. much you can do without paint of leaving those spaces and kind of I think it's something as you develop and move through your work is is the understanding of I mean it's something I definitely experienced and gone through and kind of going through this process that sometimes less is more and as you said like finding those moments of space where you can almost just I think for the viewer just allow the eye to kind of rest and then from there go off into different spaces of the painting mm. Exactly, that's the thing. It's sort of uh, like you, you want to be able to mobilize and move and like. And again, like um, like for me, like some at some points, like if you're gonna if you're gonna make a painting busy, make it really busy. You're gonna have yeah. the pace be quiet. You need to have it. You can be still have quietness within like like a space that is like lived in. And so like, I really do love like the difference between like the inside and outside. And within mm. my paintings, like the idea that like. You could almost imagine if it's like three, five in a room. It's almost as if you could go move around them, and it's almost like looking at different points in a house or different points like outside. So you're moving from one scene through into another scene. But as you look at each painting that you're trying to sort of like understand, there's like the moments before the action, and then the moments after the action, and there's what's being experienced within this painting. Yeah. And um, it comes back to like Tintoretto, who's dubbed like the father of photography. And um, in terms of the way that he would paint, and he'd paint like pearl necklaces, like suspended in midair within the painting. And um, that's something I really enjoy. And so you can really like push how motion's sort of explored and um, within that space. And I don't know, like just having fun with painting more than anything else. Like I'm just chatting about my work and like the way that I go about it more than anything else. But 
I think that um the biggest thing that you can do is just have fun, like um really just trying to push what your practice is because I think that like the more that you push it, you'll just surprise yourself and surprising yourself is the most important thing before anybody else gets hold of the word to be able to um digest it and understand what it is. You need to just be having fun and being wanting to engage with your own work. So yeah, and I think that's something that really comes through when you can tell how much artists enjoy the kind of making process. And I was talking to Kate Dunn the other day about it and we're talking about like the obsession with painting and how, I don't know, I definitely have it. And I think it's, mm. it has to be, I have to have it to kind of make the work that I make of just like so much small and minor detail. And I think with your work, you need, you need that energy and that obsession to kind of go through the layers and the impasto and the texture and the kind mm. of, playing with the different color composition and I imagine that when you have I'm thinking of the kind of um the domestic scene painting that was quite very rich with purples and then having mm-hmm. to imagine the process you kind of had to wait quite a while just to add in those kind of lighter tones of pink or something and it's having See, that patience to wait and be like yeah I need to I'm, I'm trying to enact more patience I wish I could do <laughs> I wish I could say I was more patient than I am away. I'm gonna lie to you, like I think you do I, though because they're not muddy, and I think yeah, like yeah, I suppose so. You're me, you're 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 telling you're teaching me, but like <laughs> in terms of like, I like I don't know how they don't get muddy because I'm more impatient than I'd like to than I would like to admit. Um, but I think the but like, I think that's that's coming. But I'm, as I said, it's all the case of I'm still learning, like. Um, mm. So, like, being able to wait for things to dry. But then also, like, there's ways around things. So, like, and the way that, like, again, this way you my hand sort of, like, comes into things. Um, the fact that, like, um, the way that I'm, I sort of, like, build paintings. I build figures sculpturally in a way of, like, um, with, with paint in terms of building round the face. Like, like developing dimension through yeah. colour. And so colours are almost placed on top of each other, over light, overlapping each other. They're they're not so much, it's not so much porcelain in the way that the paint mm. appears. And so that's how I get dimension. And also then using liquid, it means that like liquid the painting. Oh God, it just means <laughs> I can actually get my work done. I'm not going to lie to you. But like, it's, but then again, it's choices. So like, um, I, it's, it's choices so like there's that point in like I tend to do that but then I then can go in with a second layer maybe a third layer it really just depends because like um I think like especially skin skin can be so many different colors um I paint my main my characters are a, a array of different ethnicities but like I do have a, a like a, a, I love what black skin can do um but all skin like they can find so many different colors within um all different kinds of skin tones and like you can pull green through from um this skin from this skin tone and the skin can be blue can be can be completely as absurd as you want it to be because like it's a painting and a painting's mm-hmm. got to function as a painting and not necessarily representation of life even though like my work is like taking from people from like but like it's it's my world and within that space there's there are no rules so like um i did a painting of this guy stretching and um the guy stretching is in like this this flower field like long grass field and the bat and then there's three moons and there's like these birds that are circling 
ravens that I, that I use a lot in my work. And um, again, going back to Tintoretto, it's almost like the, the birds are like, you're not quite too sure whether it's like the path one bird takes to attack this guy or whether it's a flock of birds um, coming for him. And so it just comes back to the idea that... Um, uh, I don't know what was I even what was I even saying. It comes back down to the idea that like we just like you can mobilize and have fun and just vibe with it, I suppose. But yeah. Yeah. What's your process in making a painting? Are you someone who kind of sketches and then makes oil sketches, or do you just kind of go straight into it? Um, I draw like I sort of like draw stickmen or like draw like the ideas of people in books. Sort of like like I'll have an so like I'll have an idea and it'll be from a conversation. Uh, and then I'll write it down on my phone and then I'll sit down and say like, let's have a look at the ideas I've got and say ah oh, this one's quite interesting what how would we go about mm-hmm. it and start drawing out stick men or sort of drawing out like anatomically correct because they're not like like my I sort of start drawing out the ideas but then I then go and get references to reflect the ideas that I've drawn out from there I can then I've got enough references which means that I can sort of like place people and sort of like have something that can give me some kind of form to be able to actually um so that I'm not drawing out of my head in terms of like mm. bodies yeah. um especially because like my characters repeat and I want them to look a certain way well not even look a certain way but like um they're real people even though they're not themselves in the work and so yeah um like I just want that there so then what happens is I then take that and then I start but then the idea exists from drawing I then sort of like get this really. I love so I I love like this azillion red, azillion azillion red, and it's like I take this crimson this crimson red right, yeah. and then like I start drawing in that red, um, in this red oil paint, and then from there it's just like get going and sort of like each painting's so different. I couldn't necessarily tell you sort of like I tend to sort of like. W- when I I tend to sort of like work from the figure, work back, then work forward. So there's a point of sort of like because it's sort it's like stretching a canvas. Like you stretch one corner and the other corner does something. You stretch this corner, so you got them all over the canvas. So I try to do that as mm-hmm. much as I can. But you know how it can be. Sometimes you get locked in within this bit, and it's like right, you work it, you yeah. work it, you work it. But like it's um, I try to bounce around all over the canvas. Um, so yeah that's my process for the most part but uh, but I use spray paint I use uh, oil pastel but then there's also something to be said about the fact that like um, within my paintings I really enjoy the fact that like paint can be really in pastel really thick but then it can be mm. really really thin and so it's the reason why I draw in red because I think it's because basically because like I feel as if when I draw in red I can decide when I want to lose that red as like drawing or when I want to bring it through when you're like laying your grounds down those grounds can still exist within the final painting or you can completely lose that ground um through the layers that you've built up through the painting it really depends on how you what this painting needs to do and um and that's just down to sort of like again like the 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 language that you create within Mm. your practice and how you mobilize paint so like it's to say that like painting and the way paint can be used to convey a mood is as important as the composition. There's like the two pillars of my work. Is well, three pillars is like color, composition, and um, yeah, color, co- color, composition, and paint. Um, 
three pillars of like how I the three very important things that I've like mm. of the way that I like to make paintings and yeah. think about that very specifically. When you're making, yeah, I think I like stick man. So great, such a good reference. <laughs> but I know what you mean. Like it's making those very quick and it's kind of very intuitive. When you kind of start mapping out in red and kind of sketching onto the canvas, do you have an idea mm. of kind of how you want the painting to be, or does it only really kind of start? getting an idea of that when you're kind of 75 percent do you know in your head like this is going to be xyz um i think i have an idea of potentially of some of the potentials of, in which it could look um i think it's more like i know when something's not right yeah or when something needs to be done here mm-hmm. or like say if you've laid down a colour, like, okay that's not no 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 it, rather than it necessarily being having a fixed sort of idea of what the overall paint's going to look like you just know you know when you're done and you know when things need to change or when it needs a bit of this you need um yeah. in comparison to having something that's so fixed especially because like i like to the spaces that i place my characters in are often imagined but um regardless of whether they're depicted inside or outside they're they're very much imagined the spaces that they're in um but embedding them in that space and not having it look like a whole blind like school where it's like stuck on or yeah. stuff like that is like very much like a is there's a to and fro that needs to exist through the way that you um like you go you apply paint and you move through the work and that means that the work can't be rigid because um as much as like you might want to you might have an idea of what the painting is like you might need it might work if there's a hand here or if you um, or if this person's actually doing this instead of doing that, and if like this person's just not working in this space, this bookcase needs to be got rid of. We need to open up the space. We need to close the space, and that can only happen when you're. Well, that's only been able to happen within my work, as I've got more comfortable with drawing and more comfortable with the fact that there's a there's until I say that the painting's done, there's a. Um, you can get rid of things just with a bit of terps and a, mm. and um and some plenty. I mean, just, just <laughs> like get some plenty, just like take it off. Like um, so like things so like and that can only happen while I'm like, and it's, again, it's what we were on about before is intention. I have an I like the intention remains the same from start. Mm. Like I want to make this kind of painting, and the decisions that have been made are to this point, but the but that that what that looks like is always unclear so yeah yeah I think it ta- it takes so much time to get to that point when you can get your tarps and just get rid of stuff mm. or wait for it to dry and paint over stuff and lose things and I think that's something that it really does I mean I'm sure some people can just do it naturally and I'm very envious of them but it took me a long time and like that thing of having that confidence to kind of go back into something when you know in your gut it's not quite working and why it's not working exactly i think it's just being sort of like a bit objective sometimes not to be critical every sometimes you've just got to go with the flow and see where you're going yeah but there's certain points that like you've got to be a bit critical but um one thing that i have found because i was no i've never been a person to be able to like i can't multitask yeah so i've found that like 
most of the time I work on one piece through to I mean I was gonna ask my next question like oh literally is there like okay can you work on what the answer the the short answer is not really no yeah because I was gonna ask like when you're talking about like having a series of works and kind of traveling through these scenes I was like will you make those paintings together or will it be like I'm making dun 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 or like can you pop between I'll have them around me. That's yeah. what I end up doing. Because, like, I find that, like, they, I need them around me, but I don't need to be bouncing from one to another because yeah. I just get coming. But I found, actually, since the start of 2020, I'm working on two at the same time. And I'm quite, I'm quite proud of myself. I won't yeah. lie to you. I don't <laughs> quite know how I'm doing that's it. That's not try three quite... yet. <laughs> yeah, not, that's not try three, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. But also there's something to be said about the fact that, like, um, so, like my works usually range um between like 150 by 180 to 220 by 170 like they're, they're fairly big I do work on some smaller canvases about um but as small as I go is usually like what 70 by 110 yeah um so um but like what I found is that like well and that's like such a physical process that like and the canvas I don't know there's, there's lots of mitigating factors the reason why I don't bounce around so much Part of it is just due to the fact that, like, um, you're using different palettes, and like a lot of the time, um, I don't actually have a. So I've had a two, like, I've had, I need a bigger palette with so that I can actually sort of do that. Because if I had a bigger mm. palette, you can sort of like, okay, this palette is for this part. This part of the palette's for this. But at the moment, I'm using something so small that like, it's just not. It doesn't allow for that sort of like flexibility. Yeah. Um, also, just the fact that, like, um, again, like sometimes you're just working through an idea and you want to get to that, to that, to that end point of whatever that is. But and the, but and also, I think I put I place too much pressure on sort of like I'm a fast painter naturally, but sometimes I put a bit too much pressure on the fact that like I'm enjoying the painting and I really want to sort of like. I want the paint, not that I want the painting done, so I enjoy the process of painting, but like I want to see that that intention completed. Yeah. And um and before you know it, you find something working, and you've done something quite interesting and cool. But like again, it comes down to the fact that like liquid, you blah, 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 and then it's done. So, but um, paintings do take me a little longer these days. But and I'm trying to again try like trying to push the practice so that like there's. Um, you're able to, I'm able to sort of like give a piece of break and work to something so it's almost like trying to yeah. sink create what and in doing that I'm trying to create like save points so like I was like working on this painting in the moment and one of them was going really badly and it's like, oh god oh, I'm, I'm, I've fucked it up so I'm there like oh so I'm working through it I'm working through it I'm working through it and now I've got to a point where I've got to a save point and I got to another save point and that's going cool this can rest now I can go back to the other one so that's yeah. sort of like how I've I'm trying to work at the moment, but it will get, I'll be able to work on multiples once, if one day in the future, I've got like a, a good size studio to myself and I can have yeah. X, Y, and Z and I can have a pop, then, then, then time's there, we'll be all right. So It's <laughs> also like point. it's the storage and like the size restrictions is such a London struggle of even now, I can think of my studio, I'm like, okay, when these paintings are done, 
because I need to keep hold of them they're similar to you they need to keep things in your studio for assessments and kind of like interim shows and crits and then it's like yeah. our corridor along the studios is getting very full of work and it's like oh no massively where it's do I put this <laughs> literally it's sort of like like having to like you sometimes also use like you seem to live with them so that like because like the body of work that you made hasn't hasn't finished yet mm. so like sending um sending it out to collectors and stuff like that is might not you for a second because I need this in my studio yeah. but then um but then there's something to be said about the fact that like again like I've existed only in London within the context of like a stage studio I had a studio over summer for a little bit but it, it was a lovely lovely space um absorb arts in East London yeah amazing studios but um a little cramped um, for what I needed and yeah. like the word that I make um, I was barely able to manoeuvre in there yeah. um, 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 however that um, it was sort of we said that like like once I graduate it'll be sort of like figuring out sort of like x y and z and have what uh, and trying to create good habits for the studio and just like in progressing forward so that like the works can be okay within the spaces that I'm in and sort of like I don't know lots of things to consider I yeah suppose. are you what's your kind of studio day are you a nine to five kind of guy or I'm a nine to five kind of guy yeah. like yeah nine to like like I wake up I wake up early get in um do like just enjoy the but like it's regiment so like I went to a secondary school that meant that we were up early and like I just find that like while I treat it in a way like like at the moment, I am pulling some Saturdays, but like I try to, I realistically, like the way that like I'm there from like opening it or closing five days a week at least. Yeah. I need to do in order for me to feel like I'm doing the best that I can and being as productive as I can and really making the use of the fact that I'm paying £9,250 a year to be at the slave. Yeah. Um, we Getting can... all that money. Exactly. <laughs> I'm squeezing them dry yeah. uh, <laughs> but then in terms of like uh, on weekends like I, I like it's you gotta live isn't it like like if yeah. you like like the reason why you're making work is in reaction to everything else that everything else and so like you gotta go see friends you gotta go see shows you just gotta go do other things that I think like, you also need to give yourself space from the work because yeah. mm. like sometimes it gets to a Friday and I'm like so my studio is closed on Saturday, Sunday. And I'm sometimes like, oh my goodness, like I'm so annoyed it's the weekend. I really want to like, I'm just here. Da, 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 da. Then actually like having those days away can make such a big difference and just oh, no. time for them to breathe and kind of think more about what you're doing and why you're doing it. Literally swear to God. It literally is like, like honest goodness, I went back home to, uh, to Wolves, uh, to Wolverhampton um over the over the weekend and he's like one of like it like I came back to London and like started on the and then went back to the painting again and things just clicked into place mm. it was almost like I went <sighs> yeah and then after a few hours it's like the problems that I had within this painting is like oh it's been sorted and, and but it was giving that myself that like breathing room sometimes there are things that you just got to paint through but like there are other things that like that's the reason why like I'm now discovering the joy of being able to sort of say okay while this painting isn't going well try this painting and then Mm. that so like you're always working and um 
by the oh, end no, of the like, year, you'll be a master of multitasking. <laughs> oh, no, swear. swear. I mean, I mean, like, <laughs> like, we'll see what my mum says about that, because my mum says that, like, I, I like, if, I, if my mum says I can multitask at that point with Carver, fingers crossed, fingers, yeah. like, please keep fingers crossed for me. <laughs> so, so I, I would, as I normally do before these recordings, is stalking people's Instagram. And I'm looking for your stories, and you have quite a few just, like, going through of, like, um, being outside in the countryside and, like, look and, like, walking with friends and I was looking at your paintings and some of the paintings I've seen in your studio. How does the kind of, like, your experience of the outdoors come into those scenes that you're creating for your figures? I mean, I think that mostly I don't, I don't have much, like, this is the thing, I'm such a city kid that, yeah. like, my, when I go to the outdoors, it's such a, it's such a thing where, like, um, um, it's such a thing where I go to the outdoors and um, what's the word? I have no kind. Of, I have no. I, I, I'm. I said I'm from Wolves, Birmingham. Like I like like the city. The city that I'm like I went from one one smaller city to another city, and so like I have no kind of like um, when I'm in, when I'm painting the outdoors. It's more like imagined and there's a freedom. There's a like because like it's so sort of like what is this? What is that? What is mm. this? But it signifies a, a bit of a break for me. Like, it's, like, like my grounding is in concrete and X, yeah. Y, and Z. And so, like, um, it's this space where, like, I can sort of, like, things make sense in terms of, like, I know how to weight gravity. And, like, especially in the paintings, I can weight things and stuff like that. Yeah. But things are maybe a little bit more looser when I'm in those kind of spaces. Because... Yeah. Um, that's sort of like where my mind goes and I like I do like I do like plants of my house is full of plants that I've got um but I don't know I think that like when I'm when I'm with my friends and like those are the good times in summer like even over lockdown like when we couldn't well the various levels of lockdown but like when we uh, could do some things we couldn't really go abroad me and my friends were going to like um going to Cornwall and we go to Dorset and going to all those kind of places where um where you, you we just the only thing we're really doing is going on walks and we're going to Scotland and going on walks mm. and so it's just this freedom that um that can be had within the exterior spaces and um and I think that like well the oh and it's just it's fun isn't it it's just different yeah. like I think that like um like the reason why I don't paint cities in my sh- in my work just because like I don't necessarily it's the reason why for example thing that I do in my works I don't paint um people with shoes on or things that are too dated and in like dated in the time because yeah. like um I don't like the idea of the work being of any specific time period I like it the idea that like it's it just exists in a bubble almost like mm-hmm. this whole world in like a in like oh what's it oh it's like um spot um Superman and like um Krypton is actually like all in this like jar type vibe yeah and it's all been safe is that kind of thing like it just exists here mm. and um how so and it's that's utopian more... in your painting yeah like the it's like it's a finding u- yeah it's like it's a utopia that i'm finding like but it's it's like utopia it's like dystopia wrapped up in a utopia as in like things aren't quite as they seem and things yeah. aren't quite right um even though it's dressed as like being euphoric and x but if you look closely things are falling apart mm. there's there's um it's almost like funny I did a painting 
and there's like this crow like inside it's sort of like um dead um by a daisy chain and it's sort of like just the absurd is happening there's birds there's birds inside there's there's um there's vases that have been knocked over and crashed there's a i I have this painting where there's these people almost doing it's called reb which is the named after my grandma's vicar and um, it's because like when I was younger, she used to go to these Bible studies at her friends' houses, and like I've really mobilised like the these like dystopian figures to sort of like be looking like be doing this um what's it called be doing this um um doing this Bible study um mm. reading type vibes, but then the two um vicars are just like the only people looking out, and then there's a door slightly opening and things are and there's a and, and like and it's sort of like oh we've we've like you you've we've intruded on their moment yeah and it's almost like suspense coming back to the idea of like how we how do we distill suspense and like that moment where you actually want to back away from the situation like you know mm. one of them ones like i don't know you've got in you've gone to a party and you've you stepped into a room that you weren't really <laughs> to step into is like no i was never here do what you were doing and you step yeah. back up is that kind i of love energy? how you've gone from bible readings and bible studies to like <laughs> Walking in on someone. Excuse me, I won't lie to you. It's, 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 the, it's the same. It's the same. It's just gives me the same kind of feeling. Where it's like, I'm not. Yeah. Gonna, let me just step out. But you know what I mean. It's just sort of like it's vibes. It's vibes. So yeah, it's finding. I think that's the thing which your paintings really do. It's depicting yes, there's scenes and there's figures, but it's bringing that different energy in. So as you said, and I think there's other. I don't know if I've seen that painting that you're describing, but one kind of a similar of a domestic setting which is very purple and the pinks and the figures in there against mm. the one of the figure in the field and the dark sky and I think that one really makes me feel of think of like a dream kind of painting whereas the other mm. interior space maybe it's just between the difference between like the subconscious between like the outdoors and the indoors but the indoors I think has that kind of utopian dystopia feel mm. of like it's weird but what's happening why is it weird and that really draws you in of when you find that little bit and going back to what we spoke about earlier about us having those moments of kind of calm in the painting application so that as the viewer you can kind of rest and then find these new things and keep discovering stuff within the painting exactly I think it's sort of like one of those ones where like when when like we're talking now about what the work is and the overall philosophies behind the work but when a person discovers my work um, specifically within this context like what I want them to do is sort of like be drawn in and then be held yeah um, so like I always come back to Rothko and like the way that like I I sometimes like I'll go and see Lynette you know by okay one of my favorite painters I'll go see Paula Rago and the table and I'll go see x y and z they've had such I mean, like, like you go and see these amazing painters all over London. We live in an amazing city um, where we get to encounter so many different kinds of painting from abstract all the way through to figurative painting. Um, but one of my favourite things to do is to go to, um, to the tape, to tape Britain. And before you hit the Turner Room, you mm. seasons that were, the painters are meant for the Four Seasons by Rothko. And I sit there and they draw you in and they really do hold you in a way that like you get lost within what you're looking at and it's so even it's just so atmospheric like you you'll as a painter you're looking at how he approached each layer with intention how he's trying to get to a specific point 
and then even just like as, as like what they all do how they work individually and as they work on mass is just absolutely phenomenal and that's something that i'm looking to create with my own work um while also looking at like as i said paul arrego you look at kuzani you look at um lisa bryce you look at you look at so that's the thing. You're like, but then as far, but then as far as just looking at like Alex Praga, absolutely love her work. Amazing photographer. You like you go to Timothy Taylor and you go and see Antonio. Sh- you go and see the uh, Jenna um, Griffin show. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely phenomenal painter. Like, and it's like being exposed to what's going on at the moment within the art world. Pam Pam Evelyn, phenomenal. Like. It's like all these people, and they're like, "Raw, are you mad? I get to be painted alongside, like, not lo- alongside, but just sort of like, I'm like, you're just doing your thing, and like, everyone, yeah. oh, there's there's so many places that you can sort of like draw from to like, and sort of say, okay, I'm not an abstract painter, but this person, this person made me feel this. How do I bring this back into my own work, and how do I make it mine? And I don't know. I, it's just crazy. Like it's just crazy being down here, man. I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it. So. I feel like at the moment as well, there's this real energy of kind of hopefully touch wood. We're getting through restrictions and like everything's opening up. And I've just, like I've seen so much art recently, and it's been great. And I think it just informs your practice so much when you can see work in person, as you're saying. Like you can get in there. You can be like, how have they done this? And even just that I was listening to Jenna Gribben's talk art episode and talking about colours and like mm. the way she applies colours and painting and not painting within the lines and stuff it's just even if their practice looks nothing like your practice you just gain so much from seeing listening and learning exactly. about other artists and like your contemporaries and people as you say like who are making work at the same time that you are Exactly, I think it's, it's it's amazing seeing what's going on. It's really exciting as well. But one thing that these people are, everybody seems to have in common is that they're they're taking that, and especially in the moment. Like, I mean, there's two, there's two. It's, it goes twofold. I think that people are like really delving into what it is that they makes them them, and yeah. really trying to get to the nth degree and sort of like pushing further and further and further. And that's the reason why a lot of contemporary shows at the moment I find quite exciting. I mean, there are ones that like you're that next one said but I think for the most part like I go and I like for example I went to the Corbin show Corbin Short gallery and just like how um it'd be very easy for him to be placed in a box but every time I go and see more of his work and like he's a multidisciplinary artist he's not just a person that makes flags that's like a part of his work but like it's so much bigger than that mm. and that's something I really appreciate and I love to and I love to see what because like I'm always excited as to what he's done next but it's always distinctly him um yeah. but I, I think, think there's all show as well is particularly like it's it's so unexpected but understood mm. within his kind of artistic language but then when you I haven't been to see it in person yet but when you kind of see the readings and you read the passages and the writing it's so like it's really really good and exactly I, I wasn't expecting the show to be like that exactly and I think there's something to be said about the fact that people well emerging artists these days are unapologetic I think mm. they're like I don't know I think time I don't I, I don't know how much has changed because like obviously even assume that I've I like to think maybe I've got a space in the I've got a tiny I'm, I'm, I'm starting to okay the door was open ajar and I've wedged my foot yeah. through the door 
I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm in the art world yet, but I've done a few shows enough to sort of say I've seen. I'm still like look. I'm still like bug-eyed and bushy-tailed. Mm. You know what I mean? But it seems as if my contempt, like our contemporaries, aren't necessarily being waiting for to be told it's your turn. Yeah. And I think that's something that like I'm that gasses me so much because like there's so much talent in this country that is just like bursting at the seams up and down up and down this country not just in this city and I think more often than not like we're the people um like whether or not they're being given spaces in blue chip galleries and stuff like that they are the blue chip galleries are having to come down to us because like regardless of them communities are being made Mm. um connections are being formed like 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 i can't do well if you're not doing well like it's a, it's a community the people that you're interviewing are all a part of the same of of the same ever-growing cohort that go to shows that are speaking with each other that have a dialogue that tr- that goes that goes around london which means that we're supporting each other yeah and i think that like it's for that it's exciting it's it's it's, it's like the, the future of art, I don't, I'm excited about it. I'm really, really excited about it. I, can't, I don't know whether I'm vocalising it well, but no, like, it's just sort of say that like we, we're we not waiting to be told when it's our turn. It's our yeah. turn when we decide it's our turn. And if you're going to give us, like, you don't need to give us a show because ultimately, while we're, you don't need to give us a show, we'll come to you. Like, the, the, like you'll, <laughs> because like, there's, you don't need to worry about showing because, my friend is this and we'll cut on a show together and we'll do x y and z there's a there's a spec there's there's a space which means that like that like um you can be an art student and obviously it's a hard thing to really to do art it's a really really hard thing to do art and like it's not as straightforward as going to do um i don't know going to do finance or going to go and do a history degree but there's security in the fact that you've got a community and if you've got a strong community your community won't let you fall yeah because it's yours and you belong to it and they belong to you and there's a responsibility and that's something that like going to art school provides um as much as it can be an absolute Oh, it can be absolutely <laughs> stupid, and I feel like that. Like agree. Grant just some <laughs> did sum it up, being like, "It's amazing," but oh my goodness, at times. I don't know massively. I think it's just because, like, I love I love art school and what it's given to me, and I'm fortunate to have been on a course with people that are absolutely phenomenal. The mm. thinking, the way that they made me, forced me to rethink my position as a painter as an artist is the way that i the way that i consume artwork what is art is a space second to none you don't necessarily need art school for that but it's a place that funnels people together that are all pursuing that have an interest in this thing mm. but are so have so many different ways of understanding what this term is and that's amazing, but um, sometimes it can just be a lot. Um, the uh, the the overarching idea of there's only one person that can do well sometimes can create bitterness yeah. and it can create a competition 
that doesn't need to be there because, as I said before, like we can only be doing well when we're all doing well, not mm. just like it's not individual success. Like, let's take a degree show. Like, people always do well individually from degree show, but you sometimes you just remember a year when you go yeah. to a degree show and you remember a year group. And that's because not because there was one or two individual people that did that had a struggle, but like it's because the whole year group had was absolutely strong supporting each other and amazing and sometimes I think that can get a bit lost within dialogue when people are looking at each other and not necessarily speaking to each other um but that's also to say that like this is also to be say that like we're um very fortunate to be um in the institutions that we are and they exist for a reason they're inherently flawed and they contain so much bullshit, and they can be so, so shit, like, incredibly, but, like, would I have changed the fact that I've gone to Slade for four years since the age of 18? No, Um, but, like, at 18 years old, I didn't have a clue what I was quite signing up for either, so... I don't know how we got onto art school at all, but, like, you know, like, it needs to be said, because, like... It's a conversation, though, because I don't... I think there is there's a conversation people do speak about it but it's not I don't know if it's maybe spoken about enough in like a realistic way of people's experience I think there's a thing being like oh this school's shit this school's good this school's okay if you want to be paint a painter this school's okay if you want to but there's not like the personal experience and like you were talking about just then of just like the pressures that I think art students put on each other subconsciously Literally, I don't think people mean to but sometimes like oh my god even I've like been in the studio sometimes being like oh my god I feel so shit because xyz have shows and I haven't sold anything for how many weeks and then you're like it comes down to it people are mean you know people are (laughs) just people are mean I swear to god and they don't think they're mean because there's a lot of this I don't know like they won't like no one's no one's gonna no one's gonna bonk you no one's gonna come and hit you in your face but yeah. they put this Twitter in and there's an the energy. Yeah, you know I mean, because no one's gonna come and do that because no one's no no one like because it's just no one's on that. You know what I mean? No, like yeah. as if I'm on like <sighs> <laughs> no one no one no. It's it's just it's just like school and you get and you get to a point where you think you're past it but you're not. But this is the oh, but like I don't know. But these are the things that we need to speak about and how we can better look after each other. Um, and it's also to highlight the good things, which is to sort of say that, like, in the face of an institution like UCL, which has, um, we had a, and I think this is good, to, I think I wasn't directly involved in this, um, in this, in this, um, in this thing, just because I, I didn't necessarily have the bandwidth to be able to join as much as I'd like to. However, um this is to say that there was a, a member of staff that um at Slade that left um due to um the environment that was um inherently hostile at Slade and um in the light of that as well as the fact that they had changed um the closing hours at Slade and a number of other reasons my um and um and UCL and contracts that are given to some um tutors in comparison to others mm. um my um my peers came together and they did a sit-in that was that followed UCL protocol yeah. in, a, in a way that like couldn't be ignored that they had to be listened to 
and the thing that and um their actions in doing that is a what is like translates to the wider conversation which is sort of a case of like you can be doing what you want you can be you could be telling us that this is a b and z but if we don't agree we're going to tell you why you don't agree through your own means we'll create our own spaces that are safe we're going to have careers and we're going to push our own artworks devoid of whether you decide to give us a place or not the way that ucl treated that member of staff and treated and um had and certain decisions that have been made within that institution have been inherently wrong and through their processes they were able to highlight the absurdity of the decisions that were being made by the higher ups and this is what i mean about the fact of like yes there's bitching at, um at, um these at all these different institutions but ultimately we do come together we do support and in that it's it can be a really positive place to go to yeah so, I think yeah even when you had to get out the I found from City and Guilds just the expansion of even people who didn't study there when I was there just having that kind of went to City and Guilds you meet so many people and actually I found I had my year group when I left but then within like six months I just met so many other people and could go to them for advice and help support and I think you do and I think that's a really important thing about the art world is that it is such a supportive community when you find your people it's great oh no my days massively I mean like for example like one of my favorite things to do in London um the Falls Project in Kentish Town yes whenever I whenever I go down there the whole team make me feel so welcome and make me feel at home and supported and um like that's what it is when you go down when you go to um when you go down to the um cob gallery and you go mm. down to a plot residency ending and um you get to see sort of like different people you see a hector campbell who's going to the different shows and x y and z you go to this show goes to the artist room oh no it's more sort of like it's, it's just exciting to see so many different people doing well and vibing and really getting into spaces that like you were having to wait until your 40s to get into now and being able to have so much more agency over the fact that you can choose when uh, of like like not having to be making work in silence and this comes from i mean like especially in my situation it was lockdown um, I I was making work during lockdown and then I managed to sell a piece to a collector and then I did a residency at the Columbia Hotel um, which was um, directed by uh, Marissa who runs Roman Road and um, from there met more collectors and it just spiralled and I was making work and then I was in a show with Delphi, Daniel Raphael and then Delphi and Gallant. it just like spirals into something and, it's, and yeah. it almost feels as if I've got a little bit a little bit of control over how I portray myself through the fact that I can choose I don't have to have a show in order for people to see my work that's just, that's not to say that people shouldn't come to shows because there's a definitely difference between seeing a work in person and seeing a work online but the fact yeah. that like people can interact with people from their undergraduate degree places a importance on the on what is coming out of our art school and the fact that these institutions are like full of people that like are just trying their best and doing some doing some amazing 
interesting things. And this is all the way from painting through to sculpture, sound art, things that like I can't like like I can't even fathom, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I see it, I'm there, like, I don't know how you did this, how you put it together. But you know what? Go on, go on, boy, you calm, you calm, don't worry about it, it's calm. But um I don't, yeah, I'm just rambling at you, am I? No, it's <laughs> great. I was gonna say it leads on perfectly degree shows. So your degree show at the Slade is in in May. May, yeah, it is. It, uh, the opening night is on the nineteenth of May to the twenty sixth of uh, May. Um, we're graduating finally. Um, honestly, I can't believe like there's a, there's a hot point in which I didn't think we we're gonna get a proper graduation. Obviously, in twenty twenty, scared a lot of yeah. people, but we're gonna get one. And um, there's gonna be and like just come along more for the fact that like we've like the people that I've sat that I sit alongside we've all worked for a long time to get to the point where we yeah. are and um, there's going to be it's going to be an absolutely amazing cohort and just to sort of see what the next lot of people are doing and I've seen I've fallen within that cohort of people and I'm excited to sort of show people what I've been working on and as well as what other people that some and there's some amazing work. I ain't even gonna lie to you, it's actually gonna be sick. It's gonna be yeah. so awesome, right? So yeah. I'm so excited. And thank you so much for joining me tonight on the podcast. Um <laughs> keep in touch. I look forward to seeing your work over the next couple of months. And I will probably I'm sure I'll see you before your degree show, but if not, yeah, 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 I will be there opening night. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Artist Contemporary podcast. Remember to check out the Artist Contemporary Instagram and to subscribe to the podcast to keep up to date with all the episodes, artists and exhibitions that are posted on the platform.